0: Auto Enthusiast program this is auto world and now here 's your host Bob Long welcome everybody. thank you very much for being here we 've got a great hour lined up for you he 's standing by the gentleman with more than twenty five years experience helping you out with anything in the realm of oil he's an oil lubrication specialist for more than 25 years and one of the largest amsoil distributors in all of north america the ceo of the lube is standing by dan watson to take your telephone calls if you have a question of any type whatsoever uh to do with lubrication, whether it's uh, changing the oil in your car, whether it's synthetic versus uh, petroleum oil, whether it's uh, something for something non-automotive, a boat, or an ATV, or a snowblower, or whatever, we can help you, and it's 100% free, we've got uh, Mackenzie standing by, ready to take your calls at GCN Network Central, at our regular number eight five five six six zero four two six one, or reach out via the email bob at autoworldradio dot com, or Dan Watson at thelooppage dot com well let's go to the guest lines right now and bring forth the man himself the man that knows more than than anybody i know about lubrication and he's such a great contributor here to the show dan watson welcome back to auto world
1: hey it's good to be here on this fine evening bob how are you doing
0: doing fine thank you very much for for asking and uh i'm excited to uh to get some calls going here and we've got a number of uh, questions that have been emailed to us as well. But let me uh, start out with some some news, and it's kind of disturbing news, uh, about substandard synthetic oils. We're, we're still hearing some problems about that. What's the latest, Dan?
1: Well, Bob, it, as you know, we've talked about this before, and as a lubrication professional, this stuff just... Uh... It both uh, aggravates me, and as they say, breaks my heart to see this kind of stuff being uh, done because there's no need for it. I mean, this is a vibrant industry that produces both petroleum and synthetic lubricants, and the companies are all financially set; they're not, uh, you know, struggling to to make it. Uh, so it seems to me that it's unnecessary to lower the standard or drop the bar, so to speak, when we're talking about synthetic engine oil. Now, what disturbs me from this past week is I found some of this in my market area here, some synthetic oil that was being sold for prices that, as the old saying is, were just too good to be true. Yeah. And, you know, they were just too good to be true because... Uh, Knowing this industry, I know, I have a good idea, anyway, of what most companies would put into making a a reasonable quart of synthetic oil because you can find the price for the different base stocks that are available. Those come in a a report I get called Lube Report. It shows just what they are, what the particular oils are selling for on the wholesale market. So when you have a company that is a blender, in other words, they don't refine their own oil, they're going to have to pay those standard market prices to get those types of uh, products to blend into their finished product. They have to have a base stock and then have to have additives. And when I see oil, finished oil, selling for equal to or less than what I know the base price for the synthetic base stock is then you know something's afoot yeah. so you start digging into it and saying well what is going on here why are they doing this how or what what how can they do this and what it comes down to and i'll try my best not to go dumpster diving or, or you know hiding down in the weeds i'll try to keep this at an easy to understand discussion in the world of making oil base oils that are used in lubricants the industry has decided that we will have classifications. We call them groups. So there's group one, group two, group three, group four, and group five. Now what separates those groups would be what they call purity and a thing called viscosity index. And what viscosity index means is how much the viscosity or the thickness of the oil will change with respect to temperature so we all know that if I heat up some uh, thick substance like molasses if it's cold it really runs barely moves but if I heat it hot enough it starts to flow pretty well so that's a change in the thickness based on an increase in temperature so just how stable is the oil and then the other part is what they call it is how pure it is and They have another term that's called saturation, but we won't get into that. That's chemical. But anyway, so Group 1, we used to laugh, and it was the primary source for petroleum base oils for a number of years. And the base thing was they they got all the big chunks out of the refinery, and what was left, they put some additives in it and called it motor oil. Okay, It was really about 20 to 30% of it was impurities. It had never been taken out. So they just added enough additives, and you ran it a short period of time and drained it out of your car but it was not a very pure product. Group 2 came along and they started to really enhance the refining process and clean this stuff up and make a better product and that's why a lot of petroleum oils that we see today perform better than the ones did <laughs> excuse me 25 years ago because they primarily use this group 2 base oil. Now the next one up would be group 3 which for many years was considered to be a pure base oil with a high viscosity index, but it was still considered a petroleum oil. But based on the way that that oil is uh, created in a, in a hydrocracking process, it's called, the powers-to-be rule that it could be called synthetic. So Group mm. 3 can be synthetic. Group 4, these are the chemical-based synthetics, things like uh uh, almost you could think of them like making liquid plastic for a moment. I mean, these are the olefins and polyalpha olefins and a bunch of really fancy chemistry names. But these are man-made, strictly man-made molecular products. And then Group 5 is for all the other high-performing, like silicon-based and high-performance esters that are above the group four level. So anyway, that's a basic thing. There's four groups that we really worry with. Five is kind of off the top. But the problem comes down to, remember I just said that there's a term here. We're calling it hydrocracking, okay? And there's another term called Mm hydro-treating. Now, I don't want to try to, you know, cut the fine here, but to make people understand, hydro treating is a process where you use hydrogen in a chemical type manner to purify the oil. You're you're having it react and move out in purity so you end up with a very pure base petroleum oil. That's hydro treating. Hydrocracking is where you take that pure hydro treated oil to another step and you literally break all the big hydrocarbon molecules into smaller pieces, and then you reform them in the size pieces that you want. So that's a very, very uh, intense procedure to do that. That's called hydrocracking, C-R-A-C-K-I-N-G, not hydro-treating, which is T-R-E-A-T-I-N-G. So two different processes. Well, Bob, what's happening is... Uh, right after the break, I'll complete this. and It'll make good sense.
0: Excellent. When we come back on the other side, Dan's going to tell us how glorified petroleum is being sold as synthetic and what to look out for. you better to beware, folks, because there's a lot of stuff out there that definitely is not what it's being sold as. We'll take a pit stop and then more with Dan around the bend, 855-660-4261 giving your radio a broadcasted tune-up. This is Auto World and your host, Bob Long. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Auto World. I'm Bob Long along with the CEO of the Loop Page, Dan Watson, who's telling us some disturbing news about some substandard petroleum oil being passed off as synthetic oil and Dan, again, this is something that we've talked about in the past, but we can't emphasize it enough for folks to to buy a quality product and to be on the lookout.
1: Well, it's one of the things, Bob, that in a show that we do here, this this lube hour section that you've so graciously put on the air, is that it, it needs to benefit our listeners so that they realize they get useful information that they can use and that will help them in the maintenance of their cars and and to keep these things going because, hey, this is Auto World Radio. I mean, anybody listening to this, this show is probably an auto enthusiast, somebody that likes automobiles. So it's important for us to give them information that arms them with the kind of information that they can protect themselves in the marketplace and get the right product. And, you know, I don't care whether it's tires or oil or paint for their car. And I know you've got other shows and the old car guy on and people that, they come up with these things, and they can ask questions on them. So it's a very uh, informative, service-related type show, and it really helps these people out there that are looking for stuff. So let's get back to this discussion. The Back to what I said, hydro-treating versus hydro-cracked. Hydro-cracked, if it's done right, I would give in and say could be called a synthetic oil. At the top end of the hydrocracking process, it makes a very good product. It doesn't come up as high as the chemical-based synthetics, but it is such an improvement. I can see that. But hydro-treating just purifies the oil. It doesn't do anything to modify the chemistry or the hydrocarbon uh, structure. So I end up with a very pure product. Hey, good. Uh, Hydro-treated Group 2 oil is a fine petroleum-based stock, and that's where it ought to stay. But when you start saying that because you're using a hydro-treating process, that now will allow you to call your oil synthetic in the same manner that the hydro-cracking process was called, uh, we have really slid down the, the slide. I mean, back in 1995, this big this argument was between Mobil and Castrol on this very topic of what could be called synthetic. Mobil was holding out for what we call, as I explained before, the Group 4 oils, which would be the polyalpha olefins that would be the synthetic hydrocarbons, man-made hydrocarbons. that would only be allowed to be used. And that decision was made that, well, no, you could call Group 3, the severely hydrocracked oil, you could call that synthetic also And they went as far as to say that synthetic was really just a marketing term, not necessarily a chemically defined term. Well, all the lubrication engineers in the country and the chemists, I think their heads almost popped off because it's a well-known chemical definition of synthetic. It's to synthesize two lightweight molecules into a heavyweight lubricating molecule. That's in every lubrication handbook that was out there. but. They made this decision anyway, and as Bob, we unfortunately say money sometimes overrides everything else. So what do we end up with? Okay, Castro was able to use Group 3 hydrocracked oil and call it full synthetic. But here we are today, with this has slid all the way down to, we're going to use hydro treated oil, and we're going to call that synthetic, even though on the material safety data sheets that I reviewed, it was strictly called hydro-treated, in parentheses, petroleum oil, and that was on the MSDS sheet for an oil that was being sold and labeled as full synthetic, not even partial anything, but full synthetic engine oil, okay? And its total base was hydro-treated oil. So what I'm trying to tell our listeners out there, because a lot of these terms will confuse them, but... If you find synthetic oil that you're paying equal to uh, what you pay for a quality petroleum oil, don't buy it. They can't Mm -hmm. sell it for that price. Your first antenna goes up and says, Wow, this would be like going into the tire store, and I found myself a a set of four genuine Pirelli radios, and they sold them to me for the same price as the set of uh, Cooper uh, HT radios, okay? Well, no, that's not going to happen. It just doesn't happen because it it costs more money to make the tire. The tire is a superior-made product. You can't sell it for that. So you cannot sell legitimate synthetic engine oil for the same price as petroleum. And and people need to understand, it's not that we want you to think that you just have to spend more money for synthetic. I would like you to get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pay the money for it, at least get what you pay for This, this stuff that's out there, and I guarantee you, this uh, hydro-treated petroleum that's being sold as synthetic, when you'll get synthetic oil change and somebody's using one of these oils at the at the, wherever the place is getting the oil change, they'll be charging you the same amount as if it was legitimate synthetic. In other words, if they pass it on to you for maybe 50% of the cost of a full synthetic oil, then you can say, well, they're not doing too bad. They're they're using this lower quality but they're telling me. No. You'll pay the same price because that's the world we live in. They won't tell you that it's inferior because what they rely on is, well, it says right on the label it's full synthetic, okay, and therein lies the problem. That opportunity shouldn't be there. There shouldn't be any opportunity to label glorified petroleum as full synthetic engine oil, but unfortunately, the consumer has really taken the back seat here to the profit-making in the business. So, you know, as a professional in this business, that's what breaks my heart is the fact that I have to tell the consumer out there that there's a huge, huge bait-and-switch going on in the lubrication industry of telling you you're buying synthetic because you're thinking of, like, Mobile One, uh, Amsoil, or even, you know, Castrol, Syntec, uh, high-performance synthetics, and you're buying this stuff that's called Synthetic, it's made by XYZ Company. They just simply have it blended with this hydro-treated base, and then they undersell everybody in the market. And all of a sudden, the oil change places, they don't know any difference. So they're, they're buying this substandard stuff. And where's the Consumer Protection Agency? I guess they're off fishing or something because they don't pay any attention <laughs> to this stuff. Nothing happens, and it just goes on. So my word to the wise, to our listeners is the first thing you look for is price, really. And if you see it priced too low, just stay away from it or just go buy some good petroleum because that, that, that's what it is. It, it's not priced right. It's probably nothing even close to synthetic. And recognize that they're not committing a legal fraud on you because the when they opened up that synthetic was a marketing term, they destroyed the market when they said that because what that meant was when people decided to sell something That wasn't truly a chemical synthetic, they could get away with it because synthetic is only a marketing term. So they didn't mislabel the bottle, they just labeled it synthetic. And synthetic could be anything from, I guess, molasses to water. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, that's my railing for tonight. We'll get on to the questions after the break.
0: All right, sounds great. We're going to have more with Dan Watson from the Lou page. Straight ahead, this is Auto World. on the road
1: again. I'm on the road again. So i well, Jay Leno. You're listening to Auto World with Bob
0: Long. I'm telling you. Ain't a fine machine? are Thank you very much for joining us today here on Auto World. Watson is with us, and that means we've got plenty of questions. And uh, we have an opportunity for you folks to be a part of the live broadcast as well just by dialing into eight five five six six zero four two six one eight five five six six zero four two six one, 855 660 4261. 855 660 4261. Or if you'd like to send us an email, that's fine. Bob at AutoWorldRadio.com. Dan Watson. At thelubepage.com. Got a question here from Eddie in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he has <coughs> written us a note. Uh, Dan, it's I have used Amsoil PI for years, and I have found that it will not really help with the cleaning of the valves in a direct injected engine. Is this true?
1: Well, yes. Uh, and here's the reason I think we've been over this, but it's always good to. Restated is that in a direct injected engine, it means just that. There is an injector that is physically located in the cylinder. That means that when the piston is coming up on the compression stroke, we will get a shot of fuel into that air that's in the cylinder and that's how we're going to have our gas air mixture so that when the spark plug sparks it sets it off and that expanding gas ball pushes that piston down okay now <coughs> excuse me in other situations that are not direct injected they're indirect i mean the injector sits in the intake manifold meaning that the air coming from the breather coming in that intake manifold I will use my injector to inject some fuel into that airstream, and then that fuel-air mixture comes down, the intake valve opens, it comes in around the intake valve, into the cylinder, the intake valve closes, the piston comes up, compresses the air, the spark plug hits it, and bang, we have power again. Two different methods of delivering the fuel into the cylinder. One is direct, one is indirect, up in the manifold. Now, if I put a cleaner... Like our performance improver in the gasoline, if that gasoline comes in through the airstream, as I said, with the indirect injection, multi-port fuel injected, okay, what happens is, is that now I got a fuel-air mixture that comes in, and when that, you have to know, folks, what a valve looks like. It it looks like a round uh, little device with a stem that sticks up right out of the middle, going up. Well, mm-hmm. that stem is pushed down to form an opening in the top of the cylinder. So that fuel-air mixture comes down, and it's going to come in through the seat of that valve and all across the backside of the valve itself. So if I've had a cleaner in there, I'm cleaning the valve and I'm cleaning the back seat, and that's typically what happens in all of our multi-port fuel-injected engines. But when you do direct injection, I inject the fuel directly into the cylinder, No fuel comes in through the airstream, so there's no way to get any cleaner on the backside of the intake valve. So there's no way to clean it. So in a direct-injected engine, the performance improver or a product like that, our product, it will clean the top of of the piston. It will clean things in the cylinder, but it can't do anything with the backside of that intake valve because it never gets to touch it. So that's the difference, and you have to understand that, is that you're not going to be able to clean the back seat of the intake valve. Now, in those direct-injected vehicles, what they have is kind of a system where after 80 to 100,000 miles, it <coughs> little cough, 80 to 100,000 miles, usually they want you to bring that vehicle in or take it to a specialty place where they have a system they hook up on the intake side of the engine and they actually clean those valves. But that's all you can do. You you can't clean it with any kind of fuel additive because the fuel mixture never touches the backseat of that valve. So to Eddie, the truth is, it will not clean the backseat of a direct-injected engine. And I've had this question several mm-hmm. times, but it's that's a just a fact that. of life.
0: Absolutely got a question here from george in ocala florida he writes hi dan could you please tell me if a standard oil filter is okay to use with amsoil zero w20 i drive a 2013 grand caravan with a 3.6 liter flex fuel uh, engine what do you think about that standard oil filter dan
1: well standard oil filter can always be used i mean the amsoil isn't What it's doing isn't dependent upon what type of filter you use, but what is dependent on what type of filter you use is whether you're getting any filtration. So we recommend that you use a quality engine oil filter, and if you're using a standard, not an AMSOIL filter, then your change interval for that filter needs to be on what is recommended by the filter company. If the filter company says that filter will go 7,500 miles, then that's when you need to change the filter. If the filter company says no, you can go 10,000 or even 15,000, then you change it there. Because the oil we have in our uh, what we call XL oil, that's good for one year, 12,000 miles. Our Signature Series premium oil is good for one year, 25,000 miles. Now, remember that one year is a factor. You can't just take two years to do 25,000 miles. You've got to change it one year or 25,000, one year or 12,000. So, if you run a filter that is a low-quality filter, you're going to have to change that filter probably at 6,000, miles as far as it's going to go. So, you could change the filter to the midpoint, top it off with oil, and then change all your oil and filter at 12,000 with the XL. Or, you could change the filter two or three times with the 25,000-mile oil, uh, unless you're using a. Good enough filter to go at least 12,000, and then you do a midpoint change. But if you use the AMSOIL filters, most of them will go 25,000, but a bunch of the really small filters are designed for 15,000 miles of use. So, yeah, you can use any filter. It just changes when you have to deal with that filter. That filter is only going to be recommended for the number of miles that the filter manufacturer will stand by, and that's usually not going to be as many as you would hope for. And the other thing is, with the Anzol filters, they're very, very highly efficient filters. They're they're, uh, like 99% efficient at 15 microns. So, I mean, they're just a terrific filter. So, you know, uh, they're going to cost you more money, but they're going to go usually twice to three times as long as a normal filter. So that's all I got to say about that one, Bob.
0: Perfect. And speaking of filters, we got a question from Peter in New Hampshire listening on our station there, WCCM. And he has, believe it or not, an oil filter question. He (laughs) wants to know about the variety of choices within the AMSOIL brand as far as oil filters are concerned.
1: Well, AMSOIL sells two lines of filters. One are labeled AMSOIL. These are our top-of-the-line filters that are made specifically by two ANZL specifications, which are very high. These are uh, high synthetic uh, medium for the filtration medium that's in the filter. They've got uh, high-quality backflow preventers, relief valves in case the filter gets clogged, all the kind of things you'd want in a premium filter. The second line of filters that ANZL offers are the Wix filters. And people might ask, well, why do you offer Wix? Well, because, quite frankly, we don't make a filter in the Amazon line for every vehicle out there. It's just too many, and unless you can sell a few thousand of each one of those unique filters that don't maybe in a unique line of cars, it's too much money to have that manufactured. You, you lose your economy of scale. So the Wix line are really good filters that... In general, you can run them for uh, 10,000 miles or so. So they are a good quality filter, and that's the second line sold by Amazon. I hear the break coming, so I'll uh, just be quiet.
0: (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick pit stop and then more on the other side. 855-660-4261. 855-660-4261. Bob at AutoWorldRadio.com. Giving your radio a broadcasted tune-up, this is Auto World and your host, Bob Long. Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Ford? Welcome back to the N- of the page, page dot com, And that means right it's your up, opportunity to get in with a question via email or live at 855-660-4261. And we would, we'll put you ahead of the, uh, the ones that we have in the email form here, if you call us in live at 855 660 4261. Before that hard network break, we were wrapping up about a question we got about oil filters. So, uh, are we pretty much all set with the oil filters, Dan?
1: I think so. I just uh, emphasize again that uh, AMSOL, the question was, what are the divisions of AMSOL filters? We sell AMSOL premium filters manufactured to AMSOL specifications. And then, as a backup line, we are a master distributor for Wix filters uh, to cover all those areas that we can't possibly have a filter for every car. It's just you know, and and Wix is a huge manufacturer, so they have enough filters to cover all those vacant spots that we don't
0: have one. Very good. Got a question here? She didn't want to go on the air, but Loretta called in from Alabama listening on WFPA in Fort Payne, Alabama. And she wants to know about AMSOIL. Um, she says she's new to the program. It's her first time hearing you, Dan. And you've got her interested in, in saving money and reducing the number of times that she has to go to the local lube guy or local dealership here. Sure. a a, a change so tell loretta about the advantages of amsoil
1: well when you go to a synthetic engine oil as we discussed earlier you would like to know that you're getting the real mccoy and a a high quality synthetic engine oil and that's what you get from amsoil i mean if you look at amsoil's prices obviously they're not giving the product away there's uh, prices on it that are uh commensurate with the fact that it's a high quality product and for Manzo, the whole philosophy is, is that there is a large enough market of people who want premium quality products and don't back up one bit on quality and you'll find plenty of people that will keep you in business. You don't have to sell your quality and start dropping your price to stay in business and that's been working since 1971 as the company continues to grow because there are Lots of people out there who, as long as they can be sure they get the quality they're asking for, they're willing to pay for it. Now, what makes you burn you up is if you pay for something and don't get it. Okay, that that's just uns- unsad. Now, AMS oil. The reason it is affordable is because you can choose one of our long drain oils. Our, our mid range one is our twelve thousand miles or one year, and our High mileage one would be our premium signature series, which is good for up to 25,000 miles or one year. So, this oil, if you just, I mean, just a simple uh, analysis says that if I had to pay uh, $35 an oil change for a quality petroleum oil change, and I did that every 4,000 miles, well, if I went. 12,000 miles with our XL oil. That would be three times that. So you'd have paid $105 for those three oil changes. But what if I got an XL oil change for, I don't know, 69 or $79 that was good for the year? Then I got the better lubricant and paid less money for it for the year. Mm-hmm. It's even more emphasized if you're a high-mileage person, and you say, well, I, I've got to go 24,000 miles, and if I went on 4,000-mile oil changes, that'd be six oil changes, and six times 35 would so be $210 dollars i spent on oil changes. Or I could get one AMSOIL Signature Series maybe for $99 or maybe $110, whatever the place would be charging, and I get a superior product. It's much, It's a higher-quality lubricant. And I get it for half price, driving the same thing. Mm-hmm. So these are not hard factors to understand, but AMZOL is the rare bird out there because we have a warranted extended drain. We, we don't uh, leave you out in a lurch. We actually stand behind with the warranty on this oil for these longer drain intervals. So, uh, And how can AMZOL do that? Because we make real synthetic oil. We don't make that stuff I was talking about that's too good to be true. And when you make real quality stuff, you can you can have a warranty and stand behind it because it doesn't cost you anything because it does everything it's supposed to do, and people are happy customers and they keep coming back over and over again. Now, to find synthetic in Loretta's area, I will tell her that if she will go on the Lube Page, or if she'll drop me an email to Dan Watson at thelubepage.com, then. I can get back to her, and we can find her either a source or we can have it uh, sent to her uh, freight-free, no shipping cost, right to her doorstep so that she can get the oil she wants to use. And uh, I, I know she's like any of the, the ladies in my family. None of them like going anywhere where they have to deal with mechanics because they get uh, <laughs> there's such an arrogance and a, and a downcast on women that they don't like going anywhere where they have to take their car for service. They hate doing it.
0: That's very true, and the other option as well, Dan, is you uh, you answer your phone, and uh, sometimes it might take you a day or so to get back, because you get a lot of messages, but Loretta could just give you a call as well.
1: Oh, yes, just call me at 800-370-2986, and you will get me to call you back. I mean, uh, you, you can't imagine with this being a a nationwide radio show and all the other stuff going on, just how much i'm on the phone any given day but i have yet i have yet to fail to return a call they all get returned they take me 24 hours but they all get returned
0: excellent got a question from juan in new york and juan's writing about a manual transmission he has a manual transmission that calls for gl4 gear lube i can't find gl4 can i use the gl5 that's more easier to find
1: you know you've heard bob you've been we've been doing this while we've heard this question before but it is so important because a lot of people don't understand what he's talking about but when you have certain transmissions all these gear lubes rated for gl one two three four and five and these are severe duty ratings okay and the gl five gear lube is in the (coughs) differential of your car your truck whatever under extreme duty there to do that now the gl4 says hey wait a minute it's not quite as extreme the gear sets a little different but the other part about the gl4 gear loops and transmissions transmissions have synchronizers folks you know for those of us that go back many years ago, I remember driving an old Scout job I had working in an Orange Grove thing when I was a kid, and you had to double mm-hmm. clutch it to shift it because it didn't have any
0: synchronizers. Oh, sure.
1: <laughs> I <can't> remember that <laughs> stuff, Bob. Yeah. So anyway, synchronizers are a great thing. They allow you to push that clutch in and easily move that manual transmission into the next gear. So synchronizers are little devices that float between the gears and allow the gears to line up before they push into, into into place. And they can be made from the different materials, but a lot of times they're made from what we call a yellow metal substance, some type of brass combination. Now, gear lubes have an extreme pressure additive, which is sulfur-based. Sulfur, it's called a sulfur and molybdenum put together, okay, molybdenum disulfide. But that sulfur, if it breaks loose from that moly, it will be attracted to that brass and it will dissolve it. Mm -hmm. So GL5 is heavily fortified with molybdenum disulfide. GL4 is not. GL4 is called yellow metal compatible. It can be used in brass systems. So you got yourself a really good transmission with a set of brass synchronizers in it. You put GL5 in it and under some high performance conditions you get the temperatures up in that transmission high enough to break that sulfur loose it's going to dissolve those uh start dissolving anyway or mess up those synchronizers and you won't be having a nice smooth synchronization anymore and that's going to be a real pain so to calls for GL4 use GL4 now I know it's hard to find but I'll tell you where it's not hard to find all you got to do is go to the lube or you got to call me or email me because AMZL specifically makes GL4 gear lube to cover this application. And when other companies discontinued the GL4 ratings and products, AMZL just stepped in and started making more of it because it's a legitimate call in the industry out there. And a lot of people, a lot of companies ignored it because they didn't think the demand would be high enough and they thought it would be just use the GL5. But you risk using the GL5 damage to your synchronizers do not oh,
0: yeah. do that yeah, that sounds like big trouble and that's really good advice Dan as usual once again give out your telephone number if folks would like to call on you personally
1: it's 800-370-2986
0: and Dan Watson at looppage.com that's going to do it for this hour of the program thank you Dan for all your great expertise
1: see you next time Bob
0: thank you that uh, will do it for this hour of Auto World.